0: There will be bromance when you oh think guaranteed. about your would-be hubby going on his bachelor, and why you should support him is because he will receive
1: those romantical situations,
0: those, those comfort hugs. I'm sure Chat gave me a couple oh of those. Oh my god! I definitely gave him party.
1: hugs. Did he cuff the cheeks?
0: No, I'm not a cheek guy. Okay. Did
2: he hug you from behind?
0: Titanic him one time. <laughs> Next question. All right, so. Thank you for stopping by the Stuber podcast. I'm your host slash driver, Stu Briggs. And today we are hopping in a Stuber black SUV. We need space. We need something with dark tint on the windows. We need to look as if we're pulling up to any scene with our ceiling missing. And more importantly, we need like first aid kits and things like that. Because who knows where we could go on this particular journey. Joining me are two guys and a gal. One guy, uh, he calls himself the bad man uh, on Instagram, Chattaluca. Just noticed that. <laughs> the other guy, we call him Ty Clef, also known as T Chisel. Both of these good gentlemen were groomsmen in my wedding and carried me to safety in my bachelor party. <laughs> and then my wife, she's going to represent the ladies on this particular show There's a lot of little intricacies that are worth noting. Hop in, definitely buckle up. Maybe put two seatbelts on. I don't know how you do that. Like buckle one side and then take the other one across your body. Whatever, just hold on tight. Let's go for a ride. We got ourselves a nice one today. We are going to provide a service to would-be, soon-to-be, planned-to-be, hope-to-be brides and grooms. Not to be confused with plan B. Good, As I was saying, sometimes when we think about bachelor parties, it conjures up, for some people, not everyone, images of strippers, lots of booze, drinking. We don't want that one weekend or that one night to jeopardize an entire future. Bachelor parties can actually be more of an occasion that's sedated. My aim and my intention is to reassure folks that they have nothing to worry about or or not. I don't know. We're going to find out today. The first person that I want to have speak on this topic is my wife, Jane. You have my last name correct. Briggs. When you heard that I was going on a bachelor party, what was your reaction?
2: I had no worries at all. I didn't think you would have the stereotypical bachelor party with strippers and heavy drinking
1: that's the hopes of any potential bride to be that it's going to be all innocent fun depending on the groom depending on the groom's friends it could go sideways especially when drinking's involved especially when you get a bunch of guys together It's a potential opportunity to blow off some steam and to go wild in a way that you can't express on a normal basis, which is easy to get sucked into as a groom, as a participant, as a single guy, as a married guy, as a guy who's dating. The idea can be sold for like the last hurrah. Almost every bachelor party I've been to, there has been some sort of drug use, sometimes extreme drug use. I've come to expect that as par for the course on any bachelor party.
2: Was Narcan on hand?
1: (laughs) No, there was no Narcan on any of the events that I've been aware of. Tyler
0: is not trying to sugarcoat the reality, but what Jane is saying is that certain bachelor parties, given the collective makeup of the group that's going, you can feel like nothing too bad is gonna happen.
1: You can think what something's gonna be like based on the personalities, but once you get there, It can take on a whole different elements. From Jane's perspective, how well does she know everybody in that bachelor party to where she can say for sure that she was confident that wasn't going
2: to happen? Jane definitely has a reasonable understanding of men around Stuart. I mean, obviously, we're not going to let him get hurt or something bad happened to him in the bachelor party. Right. That's if we have eyes and control over him the whole time. I'm talking about reasonable expectations versus reality. No, that is a reasonable expectation. Obviously, a comet can come from the sky and hit me in my head right now, and I'm dead. That's not likely to happen.
1: I think that's a horrible comparison. I want to share a couple facts,
0: and you guys can pontificate on these facts. The first fact is 75% of men and 65% of women think that they can bend the rules of infidelity on the bash party. So they think that, hey, it's my last hurrah.
1: Are we talking about the groom and the bride or are we talking about the surrounding people?
0: The groom and the bride. Yeah. The celebrant. 75% of men and 65% of women think that it's okay to bend the rules of infidelity on their bachelor
1: party. Technically, it's not infidelity if they're not married. It depends on how you describe infidelity. If it's cheating on someone you're married with or cheating on some verbal agreement that's not legally binding. A bachelor party could be like a last hurrah, doing something with someone else before they enter into marriage, which they won't want to bend the rules of because that's a more structured thing with legal ramifications on top of that. Is it a big deal? I think yes. And I think that's even a reason not to get married to that person. After five years of being married, what's not going to have that same motivation with someone else further down the line at somebody else's bachelor party at someone else's last hurrah or someone else's thing where there's no witnesses, no way to get caught.
0: 41% of men and 38% of women receive lap dances. Is that okay?
2: It just depends on your relationship beforehand, going into the bachelor party, going into the bachelorette party.
0: Which is key. If you don't have a partner that you can talk these things out with, and have a honest conversation and talk about your expectations, mm-hmm. then perhaps you shouldn't marry that person.
1: Everyone goes into it thinking that they have that with the person. It's just 25% of those people do some other stuff. Is it fair to say that bachelor
0: parties are more about booze binging, but we disguise it as a celebration? Is that a fair assessment or is that not a fair assessment?
1: I would say it's more of a celebration, but the celebrations always include booze.
0: How about for the ladies? at your bachelorette, was it binge boozing or was it more of a celebration?
2: More of a celebration.
1: Guys also don't know how to celebrate in the way that girls know how to celebrate. With guys, drinking goes along with celebration. That's the way some guys only know how to celebrate. Girls would have a communal type of celebration that doesn't have to involve alcohol because they're not trying to be macho. They can express their feelings without having to be drunk. With dudes, you don't even get someone's true feelings. You don't get the I love you mans in a non-drunk state. That never comes when you're sober, and that's one key takeaway. And I'm
0: glad you hit on that: is that for those would-be fiancés, is that there will be bromance when you it think guaranteed your would-be hubby going on his bachelor, and why you should support him is because he will receive those romantical situations, you, those comfort hugs. I'm sure Chad gave me a couple oh of those. God, oh I my god! I definitely gave him
1: a right. hug. Did he cuff the cheeks? No, I'm not a cheek guy. Okay. Did
2: he hug you from behind? Titanic
1: titanicked him one time? Next question. Uh,
0: so is the emphasis on sex, whether it be a stripper popping up out of a birthday cake or the act of having sex, is that more of an idea or is it actually a reality? A lot of would-be brides want to know, does that actually happen?
2: I have an opinion
1: about this. Oh, he's pleading the fifth. It is a reality for sure. In your book, huh? Not always, but it is a
0: reality. See, that's what I'm saying. You got to have that one little disclaimer that it is not always.
1: It's always, but I feel like when it does happen, the bride definitely doesn't think that it happened.
0: But I'm trying to speak to those that are worried.
1: So I'm trying to give the worried people the truth so they can decide whether a bachelor or bachelorette party is something for them. Because I don't think it's for everybody. What does that mean? If it's something that you're worried about and if it's something that could make or break your relationship, you probably shouldn't even have it.
0: Where's the trust?
1: If it's the trusting, then based on your numbers, 25% of the time, the trust was there, but the trust wasn't followed through with.
0: On Also based on my numbers, 20% of men and 31% of women want to know the details of what happened.
1: Right, so the majority don't even want to know because they know it's bad.
0: Or maybe because they are willing to overlook it. It brings some interesting arguments to the table for folks to chew on. Let's go to our next question some of these guys that are coming are they there for themselves or are they there for the groom in other words are they trying to reenact the wild antics of what bonded them back in their 20s or in their college
2: days so how many people have met their soon-to-be husband or bride on a bachelor party it's obviously an opportunity to connect to other people and meet people regardless of whether it is a short-term connection or not
0: that's a great point people can have a great experience. In addition to being a part of celebrating multiple multiple agendas, multiple agendas. That's a good term for it. We didn't talk about the money aspect of it all. I think that's a huge part to consider. The average cost of attending a bash party is $1,044. I
2: would not have have spent $1,040 on somebody I was not close to. But for you, that's not money. It's just free. That's a great point. But that can be tricky.
1: So to your point, how many people are you willing to spend over $1,000 to go on a bachelor party? Not that many. A lot of people end up spending that amount of money on it. There's lots of different sacrifices that people made to make it happen. Time-wise, financially, all sorts of different scenarios. That financial piece of
0: the bachelor party is a huge piece. and It could lead to conflict on bachelor's parties. There could be a person that has money and the person that's cash strapped. Chat, thoughts?
2: So if there's a conflict during the bachelor party, it should lead towards the bachelor. Whatever whatever he wants to do is what everybody should be on board. Uh Uh-oh, we got a hand raised here.
1: I would say that's definitely not the case based on what Stu mentioned earlier about People have different amounts of money. Some people have the money. Some people don't. I've been at a bachelor party where I was the poorest person there. And some of the activities they're doing were out of what I could afford. And I didn't participate in some of those activities. I'm not going to spend $10,000 on a bachelor party because everyone else is spending $10,000. I'm not doing that just for the bachelor. It doesn't even have to be money necessarily. Sometimes activities, maybe you have a religious reason why you don't want to go to a strip club or some belief of something that's wrong that you don't want to take part of. Maybe you're against animal cruelty, so you're not going to go to the zoo. Not everyone can afford the same thing. But if Stu is like a millionaire and he wants to go to a steakhouse where every steak is $500, it doesn't mean everyone he invites to the bachelor party is willing to do that. He can't necessarily expect everyone to pay that because it's something he wants to do. I went to a bachelor party with a bunch of dentists and periodontists, and these guys are all making... 10, 20 times more money than I am. So going to a steakhouse and dropping $400 on a nice steak
2: meal is nothing to them. To me in my 20s, that's not happening. I'm not really interested in spending $400 on a steak. It's just silly for me. Like, why would I pay that much for a steak?
0: Well, we can derive from this conversation. Coffee can arise over finances. And that is something to consider. All right, fellas, let's close on this note. One writer wrote that the rite of passage known as the bachelor party is a ritual performed in recognition of the passage from one stage of life to another. It's not an initiation into manhood administered by elders but the expulsion from manhood by his peers. So, in essence, you're being expelled. All the things you would do normally as a man. Yeah. Walk around the house butt naked. I could probably still do that. I would but definitely
2: do that, <laughs> crazy.
0: But some of the liberties you had as you're single, that chapter is gone. And I don't know if it's necessarily about conflicting gender identities and saying that your behavior has to change, but certainly it is a rite of passage into a different modality of living. Agree or disagree. And that will be our final word.
1: Ideally for me, entering into a marriage wouldn't mean that you have to change as a person and step into a different modality of being, that wouldn't be the type of situation, or the type of person that I'd want to be with That completely have to change and not be myself. So ladies
0: and gentlemen, I hope we were able to dispel any myths that might be out there about bachelor parties, as well as be candidly honest about what can happen at bachelor parties. You and your soon-to-be partner walk that aisle, say your I do's without any regrets or reservations thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on Instagram at Stuber underscore podcasts thanks again and until next time keep your head up and eyes on the road
2: Today's episode was brought to you by Lorraine's Cafe. Homemade, fresh, not frozen family recipes from her kitchen to your plate.